On this episode of JR the P. Yours truly here, JR the P, Jonathan Ramchand, the podcast, that is. I went dark for like over a month. Not as mouth. Not as much as a mouse fart. Squeak. Not as mouse not as much as a mouse fart. <laughs> you know. Is anybody listening to this? Anything involving the world, you're stepping into bureaucracy. And it's not always bad because one of the key points of that, one of the key key elements of that is um, they are designed to maintain uniformity and control within the organization. So let's say the organization of society. Well, you do need uniformity and control in certain areas. Traffic. I mean, what if we didn't have traffic signs? What if there was no uniformity and control? What if there was no bureaucracy in daily commutes? People would be getting, oh my God, run over left, right, and center. It'd be a clusterfuck. I mean, it's already pretty crazy as it is, right? It does ensure, it does ensure a certain level of, um, you know, you can gauge and you can kind of know what to expect. It does promote a certain uniformity, which is, in some cases, beneficial. But at many times, it's just a multi-layered system of bullshit and BS. And, you know, here you are as a pawn on this chessboard of society, getting kicked around and hopped over, fucking checkmate, or whatever the fuck the term is, bingo. You know, you're getting checkmated as a pawn on this chessboard of society every which way in center, right? Bureaucracy. <sighs> it's like I'm a mechanic today. You know, you ever see mechanics in like movies always like some grease monkey coming out with a cloth and he's wiping his hands down and dabbing himself down. Ah, you know, just pulling pulling carburetors out all damn day, boy. Get you, get you sweating. <laughs> so what you want me to do? You want me to reconfigurate the alternator? Ah, uh, shit. Bring it by Wednesday. We'll see what we can do. Uh, it's going to need a new tanning belt, mm, a new uh, sodomy iron, and, uh, you know, a new phalanger fluck. Uh, we're looking at... <coughs> we're looking at... Uh, I can do it for four. Bring it by Wednesday. I'll do it for four. But I'm telling you, you're going to need to get a new fucker, you know, and a new fucker, uh speedometer. Fanana fucker, phenometer, fanak fucker. What's happening? It's your chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan, reporting live for duty on this magnificent November 9th in the year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. What's up? Been a long time, she never left you, left you Without a dope beat to step to, step to, step to What would you say if you had your way? It's been a long time, she never left y'all Without a dope beat to step to But motherfuck y'all, interesting fact Most podcasts, successful ones that is Viewers wise, you know They can't get a moment's rest, you know I'm an avid fan of um, podcasts. I listen. 
And a lot of times on these popular shows, you got these hosts, and they always go on and on about, oh, I'm going to hear about it in the comments. Oh, the comments, they're going to kill me in the comments. Got an email the other day from this perturbed woman, upset at one of my podcasts, and I've been getting emails, I've been getting blasted, I've been getting piled on Twitter. Oh, you know, CNN dragging up these podcasters for the things that they say, their outlandish comments online. Yours truly here, JR the P, Jonathan Ramchand the podcast, that is. I went dark for like over a month. Not as mouth not as much as a mouse fart. Squeak. Not as mouse not as much as a mouse fart. <laughs> you know. Is anybody listening to this? But on the off chance that somebody is listening to this, um, it is actually getting quite hot. Let me take off this coat. I'm trying to look cute for you guys, you know what I mean? Ugh, fuck. One second, please. A little embarrassing. Can you see me? Oh, shit. One moment. Ah. Fuck. Ah. Mm. All right, that's one arm. <sighs> you know... For God's sakes, maybe this is why no one watches the podcast or listens to it. Like half retarded, you know what I mean? Can't help it. Baby, you were born this way. Stuck in this damn coat. Mm. But you must admit it is a lovely little getup. You know, it's trying to look, you know, fashionable and shit for the show, you know? It's a little hot yet still. It's kind of a. Indian summer. That's a beautiful little number, right? Little get up. To be continued. You haven't seen the last of this baby. All right. I digress. So, um, you know, all these podcasters catching heat online for every little stupid thing they say. Yours truly here going off about fucking this, that, and the other, left, right, and center. Not as much as a mouse fart. You know, I went dark last, uh, month or so but you know what tender mercies tender blessings and this is a good lesson for any of y'all who are listening and it's like you know in anything you do man perseverance doesn't mean shit you know just because the world doesn't know that you're the best um you know i don't know baker of um you know um i don't know croissants let's say you just have a thing for croissants and you know your croissants are top-notch Takes a minute for these motherfuckers to recognize, you know? Bitches and niggas recognize. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Y'all niggas can't fuck with me. Oh, y'all niggas loving me. Mr. Courageous ODB. You need to recognize he's a P-I-M-P. You need to recognize. What's my motherfucking name? Shut the fuck up. I'll bring the motherfucking ruckus. Punk ass niggas. <laughs> Just fuck with y'all. Who get drunk at night to the early moan? Tap dancing at the party like it's going on. Bitches and niggas laying around, scoping each other down. I'm taking pictures at y'all at the fucking lounge. But, uh, you know, it takes a minute or two for people to recognize you bake croissants or you do a podcast or whatever the fuck it is. And, uh, you know, tender mercies, tender blessings. You know, keep on chugging. Choo choo. I think I can. I think I can. So if you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramtran, the podcast, that is, this is a show where I bitch, wine, squawk. Actually, no, I updated it. 
you know, a little bit more positive. Because I don't really bitch that much, you know. Bitches are for bitches. Bitchin's for bitches. I don't really bitch much. I gob, gab, squawk, and blab. Before, I used to bitch, whine, squawk, bellyache, and kibitz. Henceforth, I gob, gab, squawk, and blab about myself in order to relate to y'all self. Y'all the dear listener. Y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs forever. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Y'all niggas can't fuck with me. Oh, y'all niggas loving me. Dropping N-bombs today. <laughs> Whatever. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, Snips available on YouTube. My own website, Janathan, pronounced Janathan, Janathan-Ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my black ass out already? Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know it truly is. You know? Um, all that preamble uh, stuff I said about, um, you know, no comments, no uh, whatever, no fuss and fighting over my podcast. They don't mean shit. Um, for now, I do it because I like to, I want to, and uh, in the hopes of growth. So if you're enjoying, please do share certainly helps out and sharing is caring truly is quick sip of tea boss don't mind me boss it's like i'm a mechanic today you know you ever see mechanics in like movies always like some grease monkey coming out with a cloth and he's wiping his hands down and dabbing himself down ah you know just pulling pulling carburetors out all damn day boy get you get you sweating So what you want me to do? You want me to reconfigurate the alternator? Ah, uh, shit. Bring it by Wednesday. We'll see what we can do. Uh, it's going to need a new tanning belt. Mm. A new uh, sodomy iron. And, uh, you know, a new phalanger fluck. Uh, we're looking at... <coughs> we're looking at... Uh, I could do it for four. Bring it by Wednesday, I'll do it for four. But I'm telling you, you're going to need to get a new f- f- fanatic fucker, you know, and a new fanatic fucker uh, speedometer. Fanatic fucker, fedometer. Fanatic fucker. <coughs> Quick sip of tea, don't mind me, boss. It's hot. I tell you, when you gob, gab, squawk, and blab under them lights, boy, it gets hot. So as I mentioned, I was uh, dark last month or so. I did a move. Yeah. I recently moved um, apartments. And that for me was a very big step up in my, uh, in my life. Uh, 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 a change. A change for the good. A change for the better. I've been living at the previous residence for like 10 years. Yeah. Toronto, Canada. And um, right in the heart of downtown Toronto. Um... And it was just time, you know, uh, downtown living also in conjunction with pandemic, there is a lot of people suffering. And, um, in my neighborhood, there was a lot of drug activity, transient, homeless population, 
mental disorders, people just roaming around, ba- roaming around, acting bonkers. And I, I needed to get out. You know, um, I had been living there because I was getting, um, you know, cheap rent. Uh, and I was kind of doing what I had to do to level up my game. Podcasting, performing, you know. You know, there's a budget, takes money to make money. So financially, it was kind of suiting me. But um, it was, the thrill was gone. You know what I mean? I was just, I didn't like my neighborhood. And it wasn't so much that, because I've been there before myself as well, you know, hitting that hooch, you know. (laughs) You know. (laughs) I said, God damn, God damn. You know, I too had been um, indulging in the pleasures of the damned, to quote Charles Bukowski. And, you know, when you be hitting them pleasures of the damned, boy, you know, I've been there a minute, so I ain't judging. But, like, it gets old after a while, you know. (laughs) Got a dollar? Got a dollar? Fuck you, fuck you, buddy. (laughs) The walking dead, these drug addicts and mental patients just roaming the neighborhood. The thrill was gone, so I moved. Big challenge, big level up in my life. And I don't quite know what to fully make of it yet. As I mentioned, I I was living in an area where I was getting, you know, um, rent geared to income, cheap housing. I was amongst other degenerates such as myself. There's a lot there to digest and to talk about. Some interesting societal commentary. So I don't quite know what to make of that whole time. For a later date, for a later thought, I feel like in the future there's some material there. There's something to be really said. Because it was quite a societal, an interesting societal outlook. I was in a very interesting place. And, you know, downtown Toronto, Regent Park, if any of y'all motherfuckers heard of Regent You know, it was literally classified as Toronto's skid row back in the day, back in the, like, you know, post-World War II. A lot of people moving to, I guess, a lot of men coming back from war, whatever. Cabbage Town, Regent Park, that area of Toronto, they were populating the area. Um, Post-World War II, they were putting up a lot of cheap housing. And, you know, it attracted a lot of kind of, Men down on their luck, known as the drunkard, the drinking types, low-income, single-parent families, blue-collar working, and it was skid row for the longest time. In recent years, it's been uh, refuckerated, rejuvenated, gentrified, you know, white people, kidding, but gentrified. And um, so, you know, you're seeing a mix of working class, professionals, blue collar, white collar, and, you know, the seedy underbelly, seedy underbelly, the transients, the drunks, the drug addicts, the pimps, the peddlers, the pushers, the prostitutes, you know, Pinocchio, a real boy, you know, penises, pussies, peckers, panhandling. Pumpkin pie, you know, Thanksgiving just passed. There was a lot of things, even things that don't start with the letter P, that were happening in that neighborhood. 
So I figure in the future I might have something more in depth to discuss and to talk about. Like it's a very interesting societal outlook and vantage point that I had living there for 10 years. Don't quite know what to think of it. But I do know that I had to come overcome a lot of challenges just to get out of there. Um, it's not exactly easy. You know, um, changing your life in such a big way. You know, you move. You've got to move all your shit. And um, there's a lot of physical, mental, financial cost, time, time cost. And um, But I went through it. And... You know, <laughs> one thread of JRP, Jonathan Ranch on the podcast, it's very much geared around, you know, um, my opinions and outlooks on life, and then also, you know, my performing life and the business that it takes to be successful um, in your career. Because there's a business aspect to whatever you do, whatever career you're in. It's just like good business, good housekeeping. I mean, what keeps a person returning to a store to shop? It's good business. You know, like let's say you have two grocery stores in your neighborhood. One, at one location, it's dirty, low lit, dingy, shit's never stocked right. The cashiers are grouchy and they're always frowning. And, you know, it's just like a real drag to go there. Then there's another grocery store where it's clean, well-stocked, friendly to just normal type of cashiers and workers and employees. Just a brighter vibe. Which one are you going to go to? Obviously, the better vibe, right? So I guess that's a thread of J.R. the P's talking about just the better vibe of business in whatever career you're in. And for me as a performer, there's certain things that I got to do in order to maintain and hopefully perspire, prosper. You know, you got to perspire a little bit if you want to prospire. But, you know, I want to prosper and shit. And, you know, it takes a little business acumen. And one thing I noticed was like um, how lacking a lot of times people have across the board in their business acumen. Case in point, I was looking to hire a mover, a mover to, um, you know, just drive my shit from the previous residence to the new apartment. And I thought, okay, well, this is just kind of a simple thing. Maybe I can get somebody off of Kijiji, you know, Kijiji, the online classified some people use craigslist some people use kijiji i used to use craigslist when i was scouting around for like you know casual encounters back in the day as a young pervert now i've since reformed and repented so i'm no longer on craigslist but um so i was on kijiji looking for a mover and um wow they're all so rude and gruff and unprofessional and it's like, why even bother doing this if that's the attitude you take? Like, for example, my specific move required stairs. There were four flights of stairs. And, uh, you know, all my stuff was neatly boxed and light. Any healthy male or female 
could do the move, potentially. Everything was light, and it was four flights of stairs in a small walk-up. You know, like a little brownstone, this new residence of mine. Quite fetching. But when I was talking to these movers online, a lot of them had, like, anger, and they were just so unprofessional, and it's like, you know, I'm giving them the breakdown of the move, and I go, oh yeah, and there are four flights of stairs, but everything's boxed up in light. A lot of them catch attitude. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that, and oh no, we don't do stairs, and oh no, no, no. No, slam door. It's okay, you guys are movers. You're in the business of moving. This is a standard question. What's with the attitude? That would be like as if, as a podcaster, recently... Someone commented on something that I posted. And, you know, they were kind of snippy with me. and But there was no need for me, as a podcaster trying to grow viewership, to take an attitude back. I just clarified the position. And if the person wants to return for viewership and listenership, much appreciated. But why would I get snippy about that? What, what somebody can't ask me a question about my podcast? Same thing with... um. These movers, I mean, it's a simple question. Yo, do you guys do stairs? There's four stairs, four flights of stairs. They get all angry and snippy about it. And they lost out. They lost out on easy money. Because, you know, as I mentioned business acumen, being prepared, being as smooth and ready to go as possible is how I operate. So, my move was fairly well orchestrated for one person moving a bachelor apartment. All my stuff was neatly boxed up. I was ready to go. I was on point. It would have been an easy gig for them. They would have to just drive the truck up. And I also wasn't like hell-bent on getting them to do the stairs. I also mentioned, um, hey, if if they can't do the stairs, the movers, I'm really just looking for a driver. I'll do the stairs myself. You know? Pay the cost to be the boss. Pay the cost to be the boss. Look at me. What do you see? You see a bad mother. Bad mother. You're looking at a bad mother. Mother of jammers. Right? I'll do the stairs my damn self. You know what I mean? And that's what I wound up doing. And, um, you know, I wound up getting a, I guess, a, uh, I went through a business as opposed to an independent contractor. I hired a driver from this business, a moving truck business. And it was well. It went well. It went fine. Well, actually, it was a bit of a clusterfuck. But um, some of that info I'm going to save for a different project. But um, suffice to say, it went well enough. And I did the stairs myself. And it was an easy gig. The man made his money, I got my stuff delivered, and it just really had me thinking because I had approached like five to six independent contractors on Kijiji looking for a driver, moving a bachelor apartment, some stairs involved, and they made a big deal about it when it was like such an easy gig and they lost out. So that's the learning point for myself. It's like... When I'm doing my business of performing and podcasting and this, that, and the other, 
when you're so closed-minded and shut off and the answer's no and you have it in your mind what you're going to take and what you're not going to take, you can lose out on opportunity. Now, there ain't nothing wrong with putting your foot down. Like, no, I don't do that. I'm sorry. But what could I offer you? Is there an alternative? Maybe I can refer you to someone else or no, let's hear it again. Let's hear it again. What exactly do you need? Break it down. Maybe I can help. You know, hear the situation out. Don't be so like definitive in your stance. And that's what I was seeing with a lot of these movers. They were just like angry, bad business acumen to quote a term from, I don't know, TSX or whatever the fuck that thing is, NASDAQ, you know, them fucking business acumen's piss poor boy. But hey, you know, there was quite a bit of stuff. Maybe I'll post a pic, you know, I had a bunch of shit to move and I did it. And, um, you know, I learned about business acumen, got some time to reflect on, you know, where I came from, uh, my previous residence, you know, downtown Toronto and just what it meant to live there and the things I've seen and gave me some food for thought on maybe something that I can express in a podcast or an audio play or some sort of production, some sort of performing endeavor, maybe within comedy or drama, who knows, right? So it was definitely an experience. Um, and in all that, I learned one other so many things I'm learning. One more thing I learned is, um, which is very important, is bureaucracy. Now, of course, I've always known that word, you know. Let's get the definition here. Um, according to Google, bureaucracy, a system of government in which most of the important decisions are made by state officials rather than by elected representatives. Yeah, so in that definition, basically the powers that be, the omnipotent government, make all the decisions rather than by elected representatives. And elected representatives are hypothetically the voice of the people, the elected representatives. So it's like the machine makes all the decisions, not the people. A state or organization governed or managed as a bureaucracy. The officials in a bureaucracy considered as a group or a hierarchy. So there's hierarchies as well within bureaucracy. And to put it in plain old simple terms, what is bureaucracy in simple terms? The term bureaucracy refers to a complex organization that has multi-layered systems and processes. The systems and processes that are put in place effectively make decision-making slow. They are designed to maintain uniformity and control within the organization. A multi-layered system, slow decision-making processes. Bureaucracy. And what I learned within my move recently, which I'm trying to apply to life, is bureaucracy is the language of the world. When you step out into the world and you want to 
purchase a home for the first time, or you step out into the world and you want to compete in an industry, get a career, if you want to step into the world and anything involving the world, you're stepping into bureaucracy. And it's not always bad because one of the key points of that, one of the key key elements of that is um, they are designed to maintain uniformity and control within the organization. So let's say the organization of society. Well, you do need uniformity and control in certain areas. Traffic. I mean, what if we didn't have traffic signs? What if there was no uniformity and control? What if there was no bureaucracy in daily commutes? People would be getting, oh my God, run over left, right, and center. It'd be a clusterfuck. I mean, it's already pretty crazy as it is, right? It does ensure, it does ensure a certain level of, um, you know, you can gauge and you can kind of know what to expect. It does promote a certain uniformity, which is, in some cases, beneficial. But at many times, it's just a multi-layered system of bullshit and BS. And, you know, here you are as a pawn on this chessboard of society, getting kicked around and hopped over, fucking checkmate, or whatever the fuck the term is, bingo. You know, you're getting checkmated as a pawn on this chessboard of society every which way in center, right? Bureaucracy. For example, um, very quickly, because I don't want to bang on about it. Um, my previous apartment, I was required to give one month notice that I was vacating the premises. I gave, I believe, 21 day notice. I was a few days short. I figured, what the hell? You know, I'm giving them pretty close to what they need. Should be good enough. Eh, Wrong. Bureaucracy. Oh, sorry, we can't accept your 21 day, um... Notice, it has to be 28 days. So, unfortunately, we're going to have to charge you a full month rent. Pure bureaucracy. I'm like, hey, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Come on. Then I was like, well, I don't mind paying the price. That's not the problem. I understand that. You know, in life, you got to pay the price. But... I want to pay the fair price. Like, I mean, I gave you guys 21 days notice. It's pretty damn close. Come on, you know, everything's negotiable. Most things in business are negotiable. Or Nagasaki? Negotiable? Whatever the fucking word is. You know? Talk to my lawyer. Come on. Like, make me a deal. Why charge me a full month rent when I gave three weeks notice, why not charge me one week rent? I'll pay a week's rent. Yeah, okay, I was a few days short. Charge me a week's rent. But why a full month? No. No. The bureaucracy of the this and that, it had to be one month. 
bureaucracy. Holding me to the flames over technicality. Charging me a full month rent on a petty technicality. From my perspective, and that's what I learned, when you step into the world, you're playing against bureaucracies and for right... I uh, I only had myself to blame. Yeah. Because I knew kind of in the back of my head, oh, they're going to make a big shit about this. They're going to make a big stink about it because, you know, a lot of my life I've been fighting against bureaucracy. You know? You want to, you know, power to the people, stick it to the man, you know? Sign, sign, everywhere a sign Blocking up the streets and blowing my mind Don't do this, don't do that Can't you read the sign? There's always a objection or a rule or this or that And most people, they want to be, I guess, free Free to be themselves Well, operating within these societal structures You got to be aware of these bureaucracies and deal with them Because I tried to get it my way. I tried to get it my way. I tried to get it a 21-day notice as opposed to a 28-day notice. It's my own fault. Going against the rules, man. If you want to win by the rules, you got to play by the rules. And that's what the world's about, man. These petty little bureaucracies. So, you know, you can't take it for granted that people will do the decent thing or cut you a break or, you know, be even be fair. A lot of times bureaucracy ain't fair. You know, it ain't fair that um, it's all just one sided. Whatever the fuck they say and whatever you have to say, it doesn't matter. That's not fair. That's that's what the bureaucracy basically is. It's like, okay, we're going to enforce this bullshit on you and you can go fuck yourself if you have anything to say about it because... We know best. And that's the message. That's not exactly fair, is it? But, I mean, what good does it do crying about it? Right? If you want to win by the rules, you got to play by the rules sometimes. And just know that that's how the world operates. These petty little bureaucracies. So I really only have myself to blame. So, you know, I was a bit of a, I was in a bit of a tizzy. I was like, oh, fuck, man, I got to drop a fucking full month rent on some petty little technicality. And I was all kind of pissy about it. But then I stopped and I thought, I was like, you know what? It was my fault. I knew that they were going to hold me to the flames and I tried to get it my way. I tried to get it my way and, of course, it failed. So the lesson learned, man, when you step into the world, just know that it operates on bureaucracy. And you can save yourself a lot of heartache and pain by understanding that. Don't cry about it. Don't whine about it. You got to win by the rules, play by the rules. And, you know, you, you keep your eye out for the, the, the good times, the easygoing. You know, there's always that grace. But generally speaking, it's bureaucracy. And um, I don't know. That was just a nice little realization for me because like I said majority of my life I've been fighting against that bureaucracy and not on any major level other than just like you know I guess personal pride personal ego 
I want it my way. Well, you know, it's their way or the highway many of the times, right? So why cry about it? Interesting. Um... Wagwan. What the? The gosh darn uh, recorder stopped recording. My bloomin' uh, camcorder ran out of juice. The batteries died on me. Sorry, folks. Well, I guess that does it for another episode of JR the P. Certainly enjoyed speaking with y'all this uh, day. Yes. The show is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, my own website, jonathan-ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, please, would you help my black ass out already? Share me with a friend. Many interesting improvements um, and accomplishments and, you know, um, you know, shit going on over here at JRP. And I thank you very much for your listenership, your viewership, and your due diligence. Your due diligence. Till next time, folks. You live it, you love it, you realize it. Aight. Peace.